Hello friends, good morning, God bless you all. You are most welcome to today's edition of Marriage Diet with Festus Flourish, Osemwahu. Today is the seventh day of the month of January 2021. God bless you. It's a unique day and um, you know seven stands for perfection, seven stands for peace, seven stands for completion and I want to thank God for what the Lord has started. I mean for a couple of days now we've been treating the topic this farmer called husband and I know that a lot of marriages have already been transformed. We've been having messages, reports all around the world concerning the way the knowledge that we've been sharing has been, you know, opening up the eyes of everybody over the things that they needed to have known, which of course they were never aware of. But thank God for light that has come. And so we also believe that God is using this instrument to heal a lot of homes. Today, just like yesterday, we talked about the husband is husbandry. If you have not listened to yesterday's topic, please do, because all the subtopics are connected, okay? One is a build up to the other. All right, yesterday I talked about the fact that the husband is husbandry. So on this perfect day, number seven, we're going to be talking about the wife is a bride. Okay, I mean, it's an honor to talk about women. Um, and it's even instructive to know, please, I want us to take note of this. Maybe I should start like this. The woman was the last piece of puzzle in creation. Okay, that looks a little bit um, difficult to comprehend, okay? All right, now let me break it down. The woman was the last being or element or anything that God created, she was the last to be created. All right, settling on the list, the last. That's symbolic. Because after the woman was made, that was the end of creation. So it's like she, you know, everything about creation was actually all about the end of it. Friends, I, I, I was sharing with some of my couple of friends and students in the training this evening. I said, look, it's just that we didn't understand the power of the woman. That's why we look down on her as if she's um, just a nobody. And I wouldn't really blame her because over the years, that is the way society has treated her. That's the way we have come to meet it. But if we are to look at it biblically, that's certainly the reason why the mother earth is lacking unto the woman. The church is lacking unto the woman. There is something about the woman the world doesn't know or creation doesn't know. And perhaps that's the reason why we are where we are. And perhaps this is also the reason why the devil has been attacking her and he keeps attacking her because there is something. You don't break into an uncompleted building where there is no treasure. No armed robber does that. He breaks into a building where there is no treasure and to do what? You bully break into a building where there is treasure. You attack a place that is secured because of the treasure. There is something about the woman that the devil is always attacking because of what she carries. Let me rewind it back a little bit. The first thing that God created was let there be light. And the last thing that God created was the woman. Now let's bring both together. 
There is something about light, illumination, knowledge, bringing in the truth. God needed that illumination to be able to birth the truth from day one, day two, till the sixth day. And so the light was about exposing the will of God to mankind. And that was why the Bible said, let there be light. It was an invisible light, but it was the light of the truth. And all that was created by the power of the light happened because of man. And so man was created and God said, no, we have have not ended yet. Let's not close this chapter yet. There is another that is coming after. Once we have done that, we close the chapter. Now, this man that was created is the forerunner. See, the last is always the most superior. Oh, the one coming after is always stronger. And that was why God was trying to explain to us all through time. Okay, he had to choose Jacob over Esau. He had to choose uh, Manasseh, Ephraim rather, over Manasseh. You know, he had to, there was a certain John the Baptist. He had to bring a Jesus after John the Baptist as the forerunner. There was a certain Elijah. He had to bring in Elisha to continue the work. There was a certain Moses. He had to bring in the Joshua. I mean, God was just trying to explain to us there is something about the second dimension. Do you know why? Because the second dimension is the gateway to the third dimension. You need to be in our classes to understand what I'm trying to share here. The third dimension, no wonder Jesus, I mean, spent three days in the grave, number three, and no wonder the earth appeared on the third day. There is something about, I, I can't do that here to explain to us what third dimension means. But I want you to know that the woman is in the second dimension. The man is in the first dimension. There is something the second dimension would do to bring about the third dimension. Friends, the world is about to experience the third dimension. It has not happened. That third dimension is going to be the holy marriage between Christ and the church. This woman is of the second order. And that was why man had to come in first. The male had to come in first to become the forerunner of the woman. John the Baptist had to come first to become the forerunner of Christ. Oh, friends, you need to understand that this woman that is referred to as the bride on her wedding day, there is something about her that needs to grow in her. Ah, Kalida Broshenda. Ah. Let me break it down in the language, the way we understand it. On her wedding day, she's called a bride. Do you know why? Everything about her is in the form of a seed. The the man had to die spiritually. The seed in man had to die spiritually. But for the woman, Everything about her metamorphosis is both physically and spiritually. It's both physically and spiritually. That's why the Bible didn't use the word and God uh, made or formed the woman. No. When I was talking about the Bible said, and the Lord, the rib he had taken from the side of the man, he made the woman. So there's even between to make and to form. To make God took time. Have you know, if you even look at the woman, look at the characteristics of the woman, you know that God took time on this being. So everything about her takes time in building up. For the man, you see, when a woman is naked now, the man is already jumping up. 
his body is already up. But for the woman, it's not like that. It's a gradual thing. That's why you have to be very careful what you do to the woman. You, you might not see the result now, but you'll see the result tomorrow. That's why somebody posted something in one of our Facebook uh, WhatsApp page. Hey, when a man suffers, he takes loan to send the children to school. At the end of the day, the man will always be abandoned in the evening. It's the wife that enjoys it. I, I just look at them and say, people just want to write. They don't understand deep mysteries. A man that does his work well, who has already buried himself as a seed, there is no way the children will abandon him in the evening. Most times, the children tend to always abandon the man when, in spite of the fact that, okay, he was paying their school fees, but this man was not caring to their wife, to their, to, to their mother, rather. So children have a way of connecting back to their mother tomorrow because the, the, the woman did not enjoy the love of their father. So somehow, the children will not become the solace of the woman. It's a natural thing. Because whatever you throw at the woman, you might not see the result instantaneously. Gradually, gradually, that's the way she is. That's her seed. That's the way it grows. Gradually, gradually, gradually. And then before you know what's going on, it becomes something that is huge, that is big. Friends, men, be careful what you throw at the woman. Be careful what you throw at her because everything about her, from the strand of the hair on her head to the sole of her feet is a womb. Whatever you throw to her will not fall on the ground. It will come back double, multiplied. So, on her wedding day, she is presented to you as a bride. The ultimate goal or the destination is wifehood. Let me put it that way. It's wifehood. A wife is someone, is a woman that has become a mother. It's a woman that has become an incubator. It's a woman that has the ability to manufacture. It's a woman that has the ability to produce. Men, be careful. That bride is a seed. Now, I've talked about the couple of days that the man needs to die as a seed. Okay? He needs to bury himself. Now, when he buries himself, God gives him a project to handle. Because when he buries himself as a seed, the decaying has taken place. Then the new life starts coming up. Okay? Now, to test the new life, if the new life is actually of the DNA of the seed, God will give him now a project to handle. That was in the Garden of Eden. God told man, go and, uh, you know, I've given you a garden, go and dress it and keep it. It's like, that is what will test your new life. Keep the garden. He gave him animals. He asked him to go and name the animals. In other words, that new life will be tested by what he experiences with the woman. You died. You decayed. Now a new life is coming out of you as a man. Okay, now the, God will bring, just like, that was what God did. The day God brought the woman, that was why she didn't even get a name that day. The day God brought the woman, brought her to him as a bride. It's yours. Do with her what cement right. So the day they give you bride during your wedding, uh, I mean the wedding of uh, both, between both of you, the priest or the parents or the father is actually saying, this is yours. Do with her what cement right. If you treat her well, you get a good fruit. If you don't treat her well, you have damaged fruit. So she's really yours. She was created for the man. She is like, how would I put it, an experimental grant for the man. God had given her to the man to test his inner nature. So when I see men complaining, 
that their wives are misbehaving. I just laugh. I say, it's because they don't understand. She has to misbehave so that the love of the man can be tested. The love of the man, the new life, a man who died as a seed, buried on the ground, literally, and then the new life is springing up on him. And then he sees Jesus as his role model. He's following the footsteps of Jesus Christ. Okay, when you go through school, after lessons, you get tested now, you get examination. Okay, so the only way we can develop the nature of this man is for him to be tested. Okay, let's give him a seed. That seed is going to be in the form of bride. Let's see how he tests himself with relating and living with this woman. So naturally, when there are occasions where you should have fled up, just because you are the masculine man, you are the stronger one, you feel you can beat her up, you can slap her, and then all of a sudden you just have this restraint. I say, oh, this is my body. This is like a child. You know, you know how succulent a young uh, leaf is just growing out of the seed. Any little thing can easily break it. That's what a bride is. She's still very succulent. Now, the man understands because he too had also died as a seed. So in his growing up, in his building up, I mean, building up his capacity, he will also understand what it is to care for the young one. This lady that become your wife on the day of your wedding, actually in the form of a bride, is that succulent life that God has given to you to nurture. And so every time I've always said to people, your wife is your firstborn. I'm not your first child. Your wife is your firstborn. After you died, you died to yourself. And then of course, the life that started coming out of you, that life is the life of the bride that has been given to you. Because that life, you are to mirror that life to take care of the bride. Friends, I'm not talking about wife. The woman is never a wife at the beginning. She will only become a wife by what the man does. Ah, maybe there's another name that is not a wife. So if you are complaining that, oh, my wife is not behaving well, it means that she has another name. You are the one that had made that to become so. See, if you want a certain output from your wife, change what you impute into her. Wow, take that lesson down. You want your wife to behave in a very good way, impute good things into her. Because she's just like um, a computer. What you garbage in is what comes out. The only difference is that it's going to come out in multiplied and in a higher dose and in a higher dimension. So as a man, as a farmer, as a husband, don't forget that God has given you a project of a bride. What you got on the day of your wedding is a bride. A bride needs to be cared for. A bride is tender. A bride is lovely. A bride needs to be coordinated and controlled. When that young seedling is growing up, sometimes a little bit of breeze, storm, or other natural effects, the uh, leaf, the new leaf will bend to one side. All right, the farmer comes to the farm the next day. He understands because this is his jurisdiction. He has a picture of a fruit on his mind. He has been in seed. So he had died and he knows how to bring forth newness. So he knows that this leaf is still very young, tender, and succulent. That if it's not guided properly, it will grow the other way around. So what he does is going to look for the best way 
to redirect that young seedling that is coming up. So if it's tilting away, he might need to dig the ground around it and control it back to the normal place. All right, he's going to do all of this just to ensure the seed stands. He's going to make sure he's going to clear the weeds around it. If it's about water, he's going to make sure there's enough adequate water around it. Sometimes he will apply manure. See, in doing all of this, the idea is about that individual seed that is now a seedling growing in the middle. Now, you need to understand as a husband, your bride being a seed growing at the middle needs so much attention, needs adequate attention. A farmer who doesn't give attention to his seedlings that are growing up would regret it later because he will never have a final, a good final outcome out of it. So women needs attention. Your wife needs attention. When you see them craving for attention, it's just natural because a young seedling needs the attention of a farmer. It's natural. You can't abandon her. You can't give her space. Ask Mr. Adam <laughs> or Uncle Adam. He gave her space. And before he came back, the serpent took over. The woman cannot be given a space. The woman, the way God made her, she's not the kind of person that you just allow. Because that's what, you know, when she messed up, God told her, I said, okay, look, I'm going to read that. It's like a riot's art. Okay? It's obvious. You can't be left alone because you, you are going to grow in the midst of um, what actually is supposed to care for you, you know, because your, your, your coming on board is because of this man, all right? So, and then the Lord said, from this day onward, thy desire shall now be that of your husband. In other words, you are going to yearn and long for your husband because he will be the one that will have to model you, guide you, put you in place while you are growing up. That's why you see women are always concerned about their husband. They are concerned about the time their husband spends with them. They are concerned about how much their husband speaks to them. Yes, a lot of women need money. Who doesn't need money? But when you ask most women between money and that care that comes from the husband, you will hear a good woman will say, I don't mind if I drink Gary. I don't mind if I have little because I understand. You see, most good women are always, um, uh, how will I put it, optimistic. You see, they exude this confidence that things will get better. I don't mind. All I need is I just need the attention of my husband. Do you know why? Because there is something, there is a longing in them that wants to put them under the coverage of the husband. The husband is the coverage because he's the farmer. He's the one that can show them the road, guide them, to build them why their potentials will come up. Remember, why the seedling is growing up, the farmer is busy watching over the seed every time. If there's a need to, uh, um, maybe it's been infested with uh, insects, if there's a need to get insecticide, he's going to do it. He knows what to do. You can't give the woman a breathing space. You give her the quality attention she needs just to care for her. Women feeds on relationship because by the time they came on board, the first thing they were exposed to was the man. The man feeds on his ability, logical ability to take decision because the first thing he was exposed to when he was made was the work, the job was given to him. So as a man, you need to understand this dichotomy about our needs and the way they relate. So you got married to the bride on the wedding day and you expect her to just jump into white, white wifehood and put it that way, wifehood. No, it won't work. 
You are the one that will build her. And so stop complaining. What you see of your wife today is what you have put into her. I, I don't know how to explain this. She stays with you. Okay, remember, when both of you were courting, all right, you were such a wonderful man. I, I, I mean, a lot of men, you understand what I'm talking about. So wonderful. You always come around. You check on her every day. Oh, how are you? I just want to find out if you have uh, eating, taking your dinner. Please sleep well. Oh. In the morning, you'll call again. Oh, I just want to call and find out if you woke up as if the woman died. But just to check on her. You know, okay, what do you want to buy? Okay, don't worry. I don't have my whole bag. You see, all those things we're doing, we're supposed to be the foundation. And then the continuity is supposed to be in marriage. In most cases, that was why the woman accepted you. No woman wants to marry into a dungeon. And it was also easier for you to, you know, walk along with that woman and understand because both of you were living apart. All right? You get angry. You look at her. Yeah, this lady is so beautiful, so sexy. You know, there were so many things that were catching you. But men, listen, do you know where it went wrong? If you want to hear the truth. When you started staying with her 247, she gave you her body. You panabited her from left, center, right, everywhere. And then she became pregnant. And in that pregnancy, she was no longer attractive to you. So you were no longer having access to her the way you used to be. And then with the closeness came irritation. You became irritated because you see her every time. That was where the problem came from. When you were caught in you used to quarrel, you would reconcile. Now in marriage, when you are quarreling, because you feel you are now the head, you no longer reconcile the way you used to be. In courtship, when you were quarreling, those have you forgotten as a man? Sometimes you will even prostrate, you will kneel down, you will call. But now because you feel you are now together, you can do and undo. That's where the problem is coming from. You don't treat a woman like that because she's a bride. You can't get the best wife out of her that way. You must allow her that process of natural development by creating the environment for her. A bride needs to be nurtured. Do you know what? I'm still going to do a part two of this tomorrow because time is gone and I really want our husbands to understand it. Maybe this would create the change, the desired change we are talking about because if we know who she is, how to treat her, it will be better to have the best out of her. God bless you. Let, let's do this again tomorrow because of time. Uh, you can connect with us in case you're having access to this audio for the first time. My WhatsApp number is plus 234-8107126148. And of course, we will get back to you. God bless you. Let's do this again tomorrow. Until then, don't forget, if marriage is an institution, then couples and singles must be students. God bless you. Shalom. Do have a great day.